Darkness, Dear Boy, and Knob is the tune. Music from Phoenix, Arizona, as you go global with Gas Man. It's your Saturday night, uh, afternoon, evening, morning, whatever you want to call it. It's uh, August 30th, by the way. We're back. And uh, I appreciate you guys uh, continuing to check out some of the past shows we've been putting up there over uh, at voiceamerica.com slash the variety channel. Check out Going Global with Gas. You can search it, and uh, you can listen to all the past programs we've had. We've had comedians in here. We've had musicians in here. We've had... I was going to say, I would not yet porn stars. Porn stars, I think next week we're going to try to get a porn star in here. Nice. Because right? uh, next week I'm doing a benefit show and it's hosted by a porn star. So what and better, I am not that. <laughs> <laughs> better, what better way to play porn on music or not than with a porn star? You know what I'm saying? So we'll try to do that for next week. And uh, that voice right there is Michael Caratanudo. He is a uh, sports uh, writer. He's a sports broadcaster here in Phoenix, Arizona. You, um, me and him have done, uh, is that the right language? Yeah. Okay, me and him. Sure. <laughs> yeah I tell you I failed you English in 8th grade <laughs> I, I swear to God I have my old 8th grade uh, report card no you saved and it and I, I failed it yes I, I had a better grade in Spanish than I did in English <laughs> I'm not kidding you I had a D in Spanish and I had a fail in English did you just not go to English class um I went I hated it I, okay I hated school I was such a like a, I questioned authority at too much of a young age you know I hated it. I hated school. You know, a lot of people do. I feel like I'm good. And, and you know, it, it's tough being a teacher. But I'm not saying you had all bad experiences. But like, if if a kid can't relate to a teacher or something, make and I was school's not always going to be fun. You got to do work. But if a teacher can make it fun, I think it's just different for each kid. Because I never liked sure. it. But playing sports, I liked it enough to know that I'm going to keep up with the studies. Because if not, I'm not going to be doing that. So right. It's it's you know one end of the other. Right. Would you play soccer? Didn't you? Football, soccer, track. Right. Yeah, so it's uh, it's I never wanted blood. I never wanted to be home. It's in your Italian blood. (laughs) I I didn't play very many uh, sports in high school. I um, I did golf. I had a hole in one in a golf tournament. And I don't (laughs) like you. (laughs) I played golf for the first time in a year last week and shot a one thirty. It was terrible. But I mean, I was hitting the ball. What about the back nine? Yeah. <laughs> you shot a 130? Yeah. Dude, get out of here. I'm just No, like, leave. Get I'm out. Of, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're awful. But how do you think I felt? Why you can't know, you hit a ball? What's wrong with no, you? No, I hit the ball. <laughs> it was, it was, it wasn't teeing off and it wasn't putting. My putting got really good. That's what's actually safe shots. It was, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's <laughs> the middle shots game. shots at 130? Believe me, it's, it's the middle game. I part, I, I part, man. I part two holes. Look, there's, there's three aspects. Two. There's three aspects to golf. You have your tee shots, your fairways, and your greens. Exactly. You only have one of them going. Well, I had two. If you're going to putt, well, that's, that's your greens, right? Yeah. So that's greens. That's and, all I you had. T- and I teed off. Oh, well, you teed off. Well, it was just the middle. It was the middle game. It, it was, was reaching it, the green. Yeah. It was your approach shots. You had a hard time. Yes. With. Now, what's wrong with you? What's going? What are you thinking about? Um, well, I, unlike you, I'm not on the PGA tour yet. <laughs> I'm not on the PGA tour. It's been a few years that I played. <laughs> okay, so you go back out. Tell me what you shoot. Well, okay. Listen, if you're doing a tee box, fairways, and greens. And you're succeeding at two out of those three, and you're halfway decent. You're shooting at around a, a ninety, probably or an eighty. Yeah. I well, would say. when you hit a few nines, you hit a few tens. You get. I parred two holes though, so I was happy about that. Yeah, that I keeps you coming back. Right, but uh, yeah, my 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 good See, friend Tom is uh is I'm I'm getting new clubs, so uh. My, my older clubs were accidentally donated. See, this um, is the difference, though. All right, so you get to find your own clubs, be comfortable with your own clubs, but right. You said a couple pars. Two is two pars is, is sufficient enough for you to be okay. I'm I'm. I don't play in a year. Game. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, and I'm that's still fine. hitting the ball, and I'm not like whiffing, picking my head up, missing the right, ball. I didn't okay. miss the ball. It's just you know ironing me, something's out. It's it would, frustrating. I'm with you. No, but for me that would be birdies. 
Oh, okay. Like if I got a birdie, I should I should at least get a birdie or two per round. Okay. Well, you're that good then. Rock on. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not bragging about no, it. That's just I know, what no, it no, is. I, I get I what know. you're saying, but oh, yeah. I, I'm to the point where, and my, my friend Tom, who I mentioned to uh, works for Ping, he, his dad was a golf pro, retired golf pro, had a, was in Wisconsin. So he was up there for the summers back here in the winters. Cause obviously you're not, you know, golfing on ice up there. Right. Um, he always said, if I could calm down, that I would probably be good at golf because I would listen to what they say. I would keep my head down and I would, I, however they told me to grip, I grip, but the ball would not go straight like theirs. It would go every which way. And I want to snap clubs when I was younger because I'm like, I did what you said and the ball went over there. Right. Obviously, it's a form thing in any other sport. It's practice. But yeah, you're right. By the, by the, by the ninth hole, by the 10th hole, I'm like, I'm done today. I, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to finish out because I could have just sat in the clubhouse and waited for them to get back and drink. But I'm like, you know what? I haven't played in a year. I'm not going to act like that. And then That's right. As long as you're not slow, that's all that really matters. That was, um, a, that was a teeny slow the last, like, seven holes. Well, if you're hitting 130 shots, you are going to be slow regardless. So uh, We got Michael Caratonudo. He's hanging out with me. Uh, Dustin's in the other room. And uh, Dustin, you play golf at all? Uh, I've uh, done putt-putt a few times, but no, never uh, never an actual golf game. Is it, is it putt-putt in Canada? Is that what they call it? Yeah, that's putt-putt. I never heard of putt-putt before I moved to New Mexico. And they had that, and that was because uh, where I'm from in L- in LA, we had castle golf. Mm-hmm. You know, we had like an actual castle, and you know, like with windmills and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. So when I went to New Mexico, this was in Las Cruces. I noticed they had the their, their putt putt is what it's called. It's called putt putt. So first of all, I had to get over that yeah. <laughs> initial <laughs> yeah. reaction. We just called it miniature golf, Never right? Miniature golf, putt-putt. exactly. Right. So um, I was like, well, where, where's the windmills? Where's Where's the castle? <laughs> Where's the fucking fun? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like shit. It's, it's got yeah. All I right. mean, you need them. You need the windmills. It's tough as shit too. Oh yeah. That's just. I mean, you talk about fast greens well, in the in, in the PGA. Man, these are running on a 15 on a step meter. Right. No, and the funny thing is, like, and you know, when you talk about going to going to play miniature golf, and I think of like you know sports movies, and you know, Happy Gilmore when he took right. him there. But I mean, it, it's a comedy. But it, at a point, it's kind of true. If you go and you got these the hills and stuff like that, you're, I mean, granted, you're not going to hit it through contraptions on a golf course, but you get the ones with hills. You got to right. actually learn how to work an angle. If you bring your own putter, not use are you putters. are you defending putt putt? I like miniature golf. <laughs> it's not real golf. I mean, uh, but putt putt. Are you defending putt putt? No, just the hills. Oh no, no the undulations. Terrible. No, you need you need right. the you need the, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. the you need stuff. the, you need yeah, the exactly. castle, the windmill, the castle, <laughs> the clown that spits it back Something out of like you. Something like that, exactly. Absolutely. All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk. Speaking of sports, we're gonna get into this right now. And we were uh, when I was in Buffalo. This is the the funny the funniest thing I heard when I was on my trip was uh, the Buffalo is a drinking city with a sports problem oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and you know you were talking about that earlier about going to see uh, games in buffalo and everything like that and uh talking about the mentality of a city um that had some great people i really enjoyed everybody there i just don't know why is it you know they don't win phoenix arizona same thing we have here with the cardinals it's the mentality i think of the city that brings up this the team itself i mean or do you think the do you think there's any role playing in between that maybe the team can help the city pick up a little bit and vice versa Will it, could it ever work with the crowds bringing up a team oh absolutely especially there i mean you look and like like i said when you were first talking about driving up to montreal that four-year span in the in the early 90s late 80s early 90s where they went to four straight super bowls they played the most games in football they still won the most games in football unfortunately for them just didn't win it right. and that and that city 
I mean that that game, and I mean I know you, people might not be the you know you're not a diehard NFL fan, but there's certain sports games you'll remember that Houston Buffalo game where they came back right. from 32 three down. People couldn't be a fan of either team, but they can tell you about that game and that stadium, that reaction to anybody from there that's been from there. It, it, it it's just a capsule of what it is. So yeah, yeah it's both. Let's let's and, talk. But the difference it was, here, it was a forward pass, but we'll continue. Well, uh, on. yeah, but <laughs> the, the difference here though too is that, and people have said it for years. I mean, granted, the longer you live here, you know, yeah, there's there might be more natives, but everybody's from somewhere else. So right. they'll be like, yeah, I like the Cardinals when they're not playing the Steelers, when they're not playing, you know. The Cowboys, the Niners, whoever else. So it's right. it's it's yeah, it's support, and there are Cardinals fans. But it's not but, enough. It's, but not, it's like, not. It's not the full heart support. When they, I mean, when they're winning, it is. And I mean, last year a team that won ten games, as the season went on, started to draw more support. People are very excited about what they can do this year. Carson Palmer's second year, but yeah, I mean, I, I, to, to answer your question, it's a balance. Yeah. I think. I think there has, right. you, you need the fans, but the team's got to win because after a while, I mean, outside it, you were in Chicago. I mean, Cubs fans, nineteen oh eight long time right. when is that stadium they, when is that ballpark when is Wrigley Field ever empty right right it's always constantly packed right they, they have a winner with a loser exactly so so all right so Phoenix Arizona so let's talk about this real quick when the Cardinals came to town was 86 89 it was 89 yeah okay basketball is the only thing going on in this town absolutely the only thing well and Hockey, but okay, not the, the Coyotes, minor, no, but right, the Roadrunners, the Roadrunners, and yes. that was the LA Kings minor league yep. franchise. Yep. So yeah, hockey's been here since 1967, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As soon as the Kings came into play, I believe the Roadrunners were open. Yeah, I think it was like maybe a year or, or two later, maybe but our, in that time. Right. Frame. So you yeah. got to think about the rich tradition. That's a, it's a really a hidden, right, rich tradition of hockey here in Phoenix, oh, Arizona. But the Suns, that was it. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about that was it or it until 89 when the Cardinals came. And then yet uh, less than 10 years later when the Coyotes showed up and the Diamondbacks showed up. Yeah, the Diamondbacks. 96 and 97. Well, 90. It was a 96 97 season, was the, the Coyotes, Coyotes. And the, the D backs were 97. 99. No, 90. That's when they broke, broke ground on the stadium. That's no. when they broke ground 97 on the stadium. 97 was their first year. No. They weren't in business for two years than the one that World, World no. Series. Yeah, it was. They came in 97. No, that was, was my first year here. No, but I'm saying the stadium wasn't even. I'm questioning built yet. a sports guy. I'm probably going to lose. No, um. <laughs> the, no, that's because the state because the 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 D-backs because the, the stadium didn't pass the first time. A lot of people that you know move here that love baseball didn't realize that the voters, the taxpayers, shot it down. It got loopholed and went through council, and then suddenly we get a team and there's groundbreaking on a stadium. But yeah, '99 was their was their first year. Was their first year? Yeah, and then because they lost all those games, and then. So ninety seven was the announcement of the team coming. Was the to announcement? Yes, you're right. Okay, then that's probably what happened. Because that's when, yeah, ninety seven was the announcement, and they were coming in with what was it Tampa? Wasn't it was Tampa? Because no, yeah, because because the Mar the the Florida Marlins were already there, so it was Tampa. Right. Is baseball so still going on? Came on. <laughs> <laughs> not for months here. Not for not, not since uh, before the All Star break. So yeah. No, I mean, you know, you talk about the uh, like it, it, uh, the mentality of the city of Phoenix, Arizona. You know, obviously the D backs aren't happening. It's been you know four, thirteen years since they made something happen. Uh, they made a what? They made the playoffs a few years ago. Maybe a little, little bit more than that with uh, Gibson at the helm. Did they make the first round? Lost to Colorado. No, they they lost to. Uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee with Ryan Braun. That's why a lot okay. of people here don't like him. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they really haven't been able to establish yeah. it. You know, you, you win, but, you know, you, you're winning a World Series with a team that was made up of a bunch of players on their way out. Or a handful of players. Yeah, Kurt Schilling still had success up in Boston. Randy Johnson tried to go to New York. 
I mean, Mark that, Grace. Mark Grace, yeah, definitely. I mean, Luis Gonzalez was here. Matt Williams moved on. But, right. yeah, I mean, it was players. I mean, they you had they, a lot of guys who were very mature. Right, in, exactly. In the, in the Craig league. Council, who had already won a World Series with the Marlins before they had their fire sale, before right. the Diamondbacks came in the league. So, so you didn't have much to really build on, right. in a sense. So right. in a, the, the fire sale for them happened, or at least everybody left, and then you had to start with fresh faces and try to and figure out the match. And it's been tough. I mean, you know, the, the, the Dodgers got new ownership. Right. <laughs> Everybody's well aware of that. But, you know, the money the Dodgers are spending. But to me, it's always about, and, and you and I have, you know, joked around over the years and kidded, you know, the Yankees started throwing money at everybody, not building a farm system. But why is it the Cardinals are always in the playoffs? They build their farm system. You know, you can throw money at it and maybe, yes, get there and have winning teams. But the Dodgers, people try and say, oh, they're trying to be the Yankees or the Red Sox of the West Coast. No, I mean, outside of, I would say, one player probably, they've spent their money very greatly. Like, you can't, and they bought... I mean, Puig obviously came up through the system, right? But well, I mean, they got it from Cuba, right? But that's the thing. I mean, they're spending money, but they're, they they won the division last year. They're headed to win the division again. Yeah, can they get past the Cardinals? I mean, with that pitching staff, I would say yes, because the playoffs, uh, unlike the regular season, was not about pitching. It's all about pitching. And I mean, Kershaw. I mean, that, good luck getting a hit off that guy in multiple innings. I mean, that's that's the thing. So, um, it's it's. Spending money wisely, but develop your farm system because, again, why is attendance always packed in St. Louis, summer, fall, whatever? They know they're putting a winner on the field. Pujols wanted more money. Yeah, they, they loved what he did. Yeah, he's doing. He's obviously doing good in Anaheim. The first year was kind of rough. Right. Cardinals are still winning, though. Right. So you, you build your farm system. And it's kind of going off a little bit here. And, and not that the Diamondbacks haven't tried to, but you're right. You bring players in to kind of win right away. But what are, how far in the future, how, far, how much of the future, I should say, are you mortgaging? Right, you I know, got you. So the bullpen's been the struggle for them. And they haven't, I mean, they've, I think they've lost the second or third most one-run games all year long. So, yeah, I mean, you, you have to put runs up. I'm not splitting the atom for anybody there. But if you can't pitch and your offense isn't scoring and you're losing all these one-run games, I mean, you know, so you score the one more run and you win, now you're in the playoff hunt. Okay, so now you're talking about missing or losing out to games with uh, one run. So it sounds like it's a, it's a team that is kind of almost at that level of turning the point, you know, turning the corner a little bit, right? So what do you do? You, you obviously scratch this season away. Oh, yeah. You look for the future, uh, maybe bring in some younger folks to come in and play around a little bit and see what they can bring you. But you can't destroy the core of what you have because this team is starting to feel, hey, we're so close in so many of these games. I think – once we turn that corner with everybody, then we can make that machine start rolling and start winning these games. Absolutely. And, and I mean, you're just talking about an, an, a cliche to sports, and people get tired of hearing cliches, but it's about building that confidence. It's about right. body language. I right. Mean, you know, a pitcher. You can't do that if you interchange right. players exactly. every five months or something exactly. like that. So. A pitcher walks a guy, and, you know, yeah. so then he's like, oh, man, somebody's got their head down. Then somebody gets a hit, and there, and there you go again. I mean, right. Kirk Gibson's been frustrating for him. They did bring in Tony LaRussa to the front office to kind of be. That's just a figurehead. Well, yeah, but he'll definitely have his hand, and he's good about picking out players. They have good young talent. I mean, and like most well, they teams, need that, it. right? Right. So. Most teams that aren't successful, the bullpen's the issue. I mean, how many dominant closers do you see teams have? Yeah, if you get that guy, you're not letting him go. But your pitching staff needs to be solid, especially in the bullpen with such a long season. And yeah, injuries play a key for everybody. Could play into the equation for everybody, but it's it I, for fans. It's frustrating for players. It is because, like you said, when you're losing. You're going to draw, you know, 19, right. 20,000 fans of a stadium that seats 40? Okay, so bringing it back around, and I really had no intention to talk no. baseball, which is kind of funny, but I'm glad we did. Um, 
but it's more about the again the mentality of it. So how does that translate from a winning team like the Cardinals in baseball to what the Dodgers are doing and they're in their uh, in LA and then how does another franchise another sports you know team even outside of that sports uh, like a Cardinals how do the Arizona Cardinals build on that how do they create that mentality of winning in Phoenix when it doesn't seem like a lot of people care too much about them. Well, you pay the players that deserve to be paid. I mean, I'm sure you saw they gave that big extension to Patrick Peterson, who people think a lot of you know experts think probably the best athletic corner in the league. Could play safety, could play corner. I mean, you see him on the field. He returned punts as a rookie. I mean, turned right. returned three for a touchdown, three for touchdowns. Um, you know, spending your money wisely. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, fans are always going to be, obviously, everybody says fan short for fanatic. If they were running teams, most teams wouldn't be any good anyway. <laughs> right, and exactly. I, I'm, I'm part of that equation too. But it, it's spending money on the right players. It's, yeah, you, you have a winning product and you give people a reason to come out, they will. I mean, the other side of that too, where a lot of people are missing, I mean, football, eight games. Buy season tickets. It's feasible to go to eight right. different Sundays. Basketball, baseball, I mean, baseball, you have 81 games. Basketball and hockey, you have 41. Yeah, people are making a lot of money, but who's going to spend the time to go to 41 games or spend the money? I'm not saying right. time because they love what they want to go, but you can't go to 41 games. So plus with the TV deals and you can see every game everywhere and everybody with high def, I mean, your, your couch is just as comfortable as sitting at the stadium. I mean, outside of maybe getting the experience, but Winning will always bring people out. And it starts with, like you said, paying the right players, having an ownership that has a vision, that wants to put a winner on the field. And, you know, Bill Bidwell took a crushing for a long time. I mean, coaches were coming in and out of here, like almost revolving right, exactly. doors every three years. And um, I think they got someone but, in there. But Michael Bidwell, his son, right. has done a good job, you know. And now with, uh, with Steve Kime, the GM, and, I mean, Bruce Arians, we saw the job he did in Indianapolis taking over for Chuck Pagano when he got sick and was sidelined. He, he's a no-nonsense guy. You listen to him talk, and I mean, yeah, they, there's the coach speak, but right. it's black or white. You're going to do this. You're going to be on the team. You're going to not, and that's why it, it is more exciting. You're right, because football. people are excited about football, but even more excited, I think, because they expect the Cardinals to get back to that 10, win, 10 wins, yeah, and they're in no. the toughest division in football, toughest. even though the Niners have suspensions. Yeah, will the Seahawks be the same? People have tape on the Seahawks, but still, the Rams, I mean, the Rams front seven, uh, off the subject a teeny bit, the Rams front seven, Best best front seven in football. That defensive line, the depth. Well, how's the backup QB going to be doing now? Well, exactly. Bradford's Sam Rafford done, done again. Right. Done. So we're talking football, obviously. We're talking sports. Michael Caritznudo, uh, sports broadcaster here in Phoenix, Arizona, and um, my co-host for the Mesa Community College football games and, and a few basketball games as well, and yeah. a few baseball, baseball. games baseball, too. Yeah. We, did, we did a few, man. Yeah. We did a few on the uh, radio station. Where, where I uh, volunteer at every day, <laughs> or at least Monday through Friday. Um, it's a cheap plug. It's 93.9 FM in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, Driving with Gas is the name of the program, so you can listen to that on the radio. But right now, you're going global with gas, man. And it's voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel, and every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. We're back. We were off for about a month and a half, actually. Um, went on my little trip and came back, and so now we're settled, settling back in. And you know, going global with gas is uh, music, comedy, and life. So this is part of life is sports you know this football season is uh, starting up next week thursday is the opener um i don't know college football started this week college football this, started this today but, no, next, but next week is when football oh, like NFL, NFL i'm sorry begins. Yeah. yeah 
I'm just so excited football's here. So yeah. you say football, and I'm like, wow. You gave me some good news. My uh, my UCLA Bruins won yes, today. So very, ex- very excited about that. I'm hoping there would be a uh, return some of the glory to UCLA and football, which hasn't really been. Well, they were good last year, too. They were good last and year. And you said it. Uh, we were talking about it off air. I mean, but Brett Hunley, local kid here out of Arizona, Chandler, Arizona, went to Chandler High School. And kid's now a Heisman uh, on the Heisman watch. And he scored their uh, their only offensive touchdown. The line struggled a little bit. I got to watch a game before. It's funny, when you posted that. I was, I'm like, oh man, this is weird. I'm watching UCLA and, and here's gas, you know? So, <laughs> but, you know, he, uh, the second half, he was completing passes. It looks like he settled down more. But yeah, if they're, right. they're going to have success in the Pac 12, especially, I mean, going up against uh, Oregon, even going up against, you know, Arizona State for yeah. the South and USC for the South, which I still think UCLA and ASU. Um, after ASU's victory uh, Thursday night, victory. cheap plug for my Sun Devils there. But yeah, anyway, right, hang on, no. hang on, hang on. I'm going to rip you on this. It was Weber State. Come on, it was I, Weber I State, and it was, hey, it was Virginia at home. only won two games last year. Okay, and you opened up at Virginia. Okay, but you're on the road across the country at, okay, a, at a, I agree. at a viable college, okay, regardless yes. of the crappy year they had. Okay, Weber is Weber, Weber State, State Division One. They're the well Division One A. Okay, yeah, yeah. the Division One A, and and they it's had a, the schedule, and ASU couldn't get rid of it. Why can't you just have preseason college games because these are fluff games. It's a money game for Weaver no, State. There's it's no ins- doubt about no, that. insurance though because that's one more game for a player to get hurt. If it, I mean, if you're going to think about the business side, I mean, yeah, I agree 100% with you because people look at the a lot of first games as preseason, although, you know, Oklahoma State and Florida State play tonight. But, right, so game. why can't, but, I mean, okay, well, whatever with, the schedule With the being. new playoff system, right. with the new, now, now that it's gone to four, the BCS is gone, or in some people's opinion, the BC mess, as they, you know, some people thought they got it wrong. But now with the playoff system, the next two years, watch how teams are starting to schedule. Because ASU, I mean, they play New Mexico next week. <laughs> they go, uh, which isn't tough, but it's another softy. They do have Notre Dame coming here in November. That's that another game with they have a Notre Dame in November, and then obviously they play UCLA yeah, USC. But, who's uh, ranked. Listen, all I'm saying is that you can't no, get high on your horse with a win over Weber State. It's a hey, no, no, I'm not. I agree, <laughs> and I'm not. I just you know I'm just saying. But, <laughs> right, but here's the thing with ASU, and, and yeah. but and, and Todd Graham, and uh, the few times I've got to interview him, gas and talk to, and be in interviews and talk to him. I mean, it's 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 straightforward. Going out to practice, it's. I mean, he's a he. He's a college coach, and people have issues with how he left Pittsburgh, whatever. But him on the field, it's, you know, for a second he got here. No jewelry in the in the building, nothing like that. You know, no not flash. that players had saggy pants, this and that, but right. you're going to be dressed like this. And accountability from one. Anytime something's gone bad in a game or it's it, they've struggled, he's like, I need to do a better job preparing my coaches. I, we're accountable for this. At some point, yes, right. the players have to make plays, but a lot of coaches will – and you've heard it. And I'm not saying that, you know, he hasn't in his career, but a lot of coaches might deflect, hey, there's another team out there that just performed better. And he'll take he's taken that road. But what he's done with this team, ASU, even under Dennis Erickson, as much as I like Coach Erickson, a lot of times they struggle against those. I mean, they struggled against three quarters for UNLV. Yeah. And I'm not picking on UNLV, I'm saying smaller school. They took care of a team they should take care of in Eric, a big fashion. Erickson didn't, didn't give a shit. I don't think he really well, cared too he, much. He's a good recruiter, but if the discipline side was the issue, he lost. I mean, they, they didn't do well. I mean, that's well, they did what, the first year. I mean, okay. they, went to, well, they went to two bowl, bowl games back to back years. Ten yeah. wins his first season. I think nine. Yeah, but how much is year. that of Dirk it, Cutter's How much is that? Win. Okay, yeah, I was going to say how much of that is is equivalent to the Barry Switzer taking over Jimmy Johnson. Oh well, don't even get me started. You know, I can't stand <laughs> Barry Switzer. That's All a right. knife. You know that. I know, but that was a good analogy. That was good. No, absolutely. All right, well, let's do this. Let's play a song. We'll talk. We'll get some predictions for the season. We'll we'll get some World Series predictions. 
And we'll talk about the Super Bowl, see who's gonna, who Mike thinks is oh, going to wow. make it. But we're going to listen to a tune right now from right here in Phoenix, Arizona. Mr. Mal is, is going to be responsible for this song. Mr. Mal, M-A-L. Uh, make a Change is the tune. Now, he's a looper. Okay, and looper. Do you know what a looper is? I saw the movie, but I don't. <laughs> it's not a, I don't think it's that. D- Dustin. Yeah. Do you know what a looper is? Um, I mean, I don't know. If that's musically, a like puts it. Yes. Same music. thing over and over again, and overlays different things into that track. Yes. Yes. You know what exactly I'm talking about. So he's a solo oh, artist. Okay. He's got nice. his guitar, and he makes all these sounds that records everyone. Then he lays that down, and he lays another one on top of that, and on top of that, and on top of that. So that's what he does. So he just dropped in his uh, latest EP called Rest, and we're gonna play Make a Change, and we're gonna come back. We'll talk about the uh, predictions, and then the Black Moods will be joining us very soon. So yes, all right, man. Let's hit this tune. We'll be right back. You're going global with gas, man. 